net zero by 2050, blah, 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 net zero, blah, 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 climate neutral, blah, blah, blah. This is all we hear from our so-called leaders. Words, words that sound great, but so far has led to no action. That was Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg at the Youth for Climate conference in 2021. Many people like Greta Thunberg are frustrated over the disconnect between big words and the absence of strong action. Countries like the UK have laid out ambitious net zero targets, even enshrining them in law. But how do we go from targets and promises to industries making major changes? Because we need major change if we're to get to net zero in the UK and play our role in preventing global warming from reaching a catastrophic, irreversible peak. And to do that, every single sector will need a plan that delivers on reducing carbon emissions. Time to act is running out. Hope is not passive. Hope is not blah, blah, blah. Hope is taking action. Hello and welcome to Engineering Matters. I'm Alex Conacher. And I'm Jane Sophia. And in this episode, we've partnered with WSP to talk about decarbonising the UK's strategic road network. WSP has been working with National Highways to create a plan to reach net zero by 2050. That's the net carbon contribution from the organisation's corporate activities, its maintenance, its construction, even the road users reduced. That's a stunning ambition for an organisation that's responsible for the UK's strategic road network that forms the backbone of the UK's transport system. In this episode, we'll examine how the teams went about creating their detailed and ambitious plan, and then how they're approaching the challenge of implementing it, which not only impacts national highways, but the entire road construction industry and all UK road users. But before that, we need to understand the scale of the issue that National Highways is facing. The energy sector has been steadily decarbonising in the UK for decades, with greenhouse gas emissions down 40% compared to 1990 levels. This is as the sector moves away from coal to renewable energy sources, and in 2016 it stopped being the worst sector for carbon emissions for the first time. Meaning that the transport sector became the largest emitter of greenhouse gases in the UK, emitting 122 million tonnes of CO2 equivalent in 2019 or about 27% of the UK's total greenhouse emissions for that year. And there's been very little improvement in the sector's carbon emissions over the last 30 years. It needs to change. There's no way the UK can meet its climate objectives without a rapid reduction in transport emissions. That's Steve Elderkin. He's the Director of Environmental Sustainability at National Highways. And he is the man in charge of implementing the Net Zero Plan. And the size of National Highways, which is responsible for 7,000 kilometres of motorways and major roads, means it's in a position to have a huge impact on the entire transport sector. We only run about 2% of the roads in the UK, which doesn't sound very much. But actually on those 2% of roads, you have a third of all car miles are travelled and two-thirds of all HGV miles are travelled on those 
50% of roads. So it's really the biggest, uh, highest capacity roads in, in the country, providing those connections across the nation. So how do you start writing a net zero plan for the entire strategic road network? Well, first they brought in external perspectives, international experience and a challenging voice to add to their in-house expertise. What they came to us and said that carbon is really important for them as an organisation and it's important for the government as well. We need to develop a strong plan that responds to it. David Simons is the Sustainability Director at WSP. And we have been working with National Highways now for round about two years on their net zero plan from an initial concept through to developing the plan itself and refining that with the, the leadership team. And now we're working with the company to support the practical implementation of that plan. The first step in creating the plan was a modelling phase to understand where carbon emissions are coming from across the National Highways network. Once we understood that, we could then, then pull together and develop a, an outline plan. So this is what a, a really strong net zero plan could look like. That was phase two. And then the third phase, which is really as important, is then the testing and the refining of that plan to really make sure that when they launched that plan in July last year, that that was a plan that the organisation was behind and that they were confident was the right plan for the company. In July of 2021, the plan was unveiled. The Net Zero Highways 2030-2040-2050 plan. The strategy that we published last July set out three high-level targets. The, the, the first was to reduce our corporate emissions to net zero by 2030. The second was to reduce our construction and maintenance emissions to net zero by 2040. And the final one was to reduce our user emissions or our, basically the tailpipe emissions, people using our network, reduce their emissions to net zero by 2050. The first goal is simple enough. Like most organisations moving to net zero, the plan involves reducing energy use at their office spaces, using renewable energy sources and even reducing their office estate with the introduction of more flexible ways of working. But even the simple goals can get very complicated for an asset owner as large as national highways. So over 80% of our emissions come from electricity usage. More than three quarters of that comes from lighting the network. So making an improvement in terms of uh, we, we've committed to changing over to LED lighting, for instance, will, will uh, significantly reduce our, our electricity consumption and our emissions. We'll buy all of our uh, electricity from renewable energy-backed sources. We're changing our traffic officer vehicles over to, to electric. We're planting three million trees and it's, it's achievable. I can see how we, how we can get there. The second target is more ambitious, net zero on all maintenance and construction by 2040. The biggest, call it opportunity, call it challenge that I see in this plan is probably delivering zero carbon maintenance and construction across the, the, the motorway and A road network in the UK by 2040. And this, although it's the middle target, is the one that I think is the most challenging for us.
In 2020, maintenance and construction on the National Highways Road Network led to 734,000 tonnes of CO2 emissions. And reducing this isn't just in the hands of National Highways. To achieve their 2040 goal, National Highways are going to need buy-in and technological innovation from across the road construction industry. Yeah, I, I think they, I think they are on board, and I think we had uh, one supplier whose target was 2045, and they've since aligned uh, with us and said, no, now we'll, we'll, we'll aim to get there for 2040. So, uh, I think that's really, really positive. I, th I think everyone is aware, and as I said at the beginning, I do think the construction target is is the hardest for us, and it will take concerted effort. I'd love to get to a place where it was like safety. Where the construction industry tries not to take commercial advantage or compete on safety. If someone comes up with a good idea, they share it. Lives are too important. And that's absolutely right. And I think carbon needs to be approached in a similar mindset. This is an emergency. We have to reduce our emissions and we have to reduce them rapidly. How do we share best practice uh, and get there together as an industry? If we don't clean up the construction industry, there won't be much of a construction industry. The reality is that us as engineers have spent most of our careers really focusing on cost and focusing on quality. And now, in 18 years time, National Highways has set the ambition, and that's really, that, that ambition has been set by the Committee on Climate Change as well, that says that UK construction has to be largely decarbonized by 2040. The biggest opportunity in this respect for our sector is to say, how can we innovate and get ourselves confident as engineers that we can design and use low carbon, zero carbon materials designing in different ways so that we meet the challenge that National Highways as a leader in the UK, one of the biggest infrastructure investors in the UK has set down. National Highways is one of the UK's largest asset owners. This position allows them to hold significant influence in the construction industry. And so one of the opportunities that National Highways has is to really be setting out a trajectory, which it does in the net zero plan. It sets out when are we going to be expecting that all of the plant and equipment that we use on our construction sites will be zero carbon. That's in the plan. So, so that gives an opportunity for the, the, the plant and equipment manufacturers and and. And, and, and leases to be able to invest in that. And over the course of this year, the same for asphalt, the same for cement, the same for steel. This is the opportunity for National Highways, which is spending £27 billion on the, in, the, in this road investment period. It has enormous heft to be able to make the market in many respects, and also to set down the challenge to, 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 to innovative companies to say, hey, look, this is what we want to be. Come with us, because that's what we are wanting to do. And so therefore that raises all boats, it drives innovation and it helps British businesses grow. Then there's the third and final goal, net zero road user emissions by 2050. And this is the big one. Compared to the 734,000 tonnes of CO2 produced by construction and maintenance, road users emit nearly 33 million tonnes of CO2 a year. 98% of our emissions come from 
tailpipe at the moment. So road user is really the, the, the vast majority of the problem. 0.1% comes from corporate, but about 2% comes from construction and maintenance emissions. To achieve net zero from all road users, all cars will need to be electric, and positive steps have been made in that direction. And I think uh, last month, more electric vehicles were sold than in the whole of 2019. I, I think the DFT are currently consulting on uh, kind of regulations around minimum percentages of uptakes of electric vehicles up to the point where they ban combustion engine vehicle sales in, in 2030. I think that, that there's a lot of positive momentum there. But to help achieve the electric vehicle revolution, National Highways needs to invest in charging infrastructure. Quite clearly, there is a big need, if you are National Highways, to, to, to give us all the confidence that if we're driving on holiday, if we're driving home from work, as the reality is that most of us do in Britain, then, then when you are driving, you need to have the confidence that if you if you need to charge your car, one, that there will be a charger point that, that is accessible and convenient. And secondly, of course, that it's going to work. So, you know, that is absolutely a critical element for, 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 for the road network. Since 2020, 95% of the strategic road network is within 20 minutes of a charger. But to ensure the UK is ready for more electric cars, the government has already announced that they will be investing £950 million into improving the UK charging infrastructure for both motorways and major A roads. This will be done by installing thousands of new chargers by the end of the decade. So at the moment, the kind of fast chargers, they, they really, they take quite a draw. So, you know, over 100 kilowatts, you can't have that many of those without a, a, a fairly sizable connection to the national grid. And so to get the kind of banks of chargers that you would like at motorway service areas, those connections need to be upgraded. And in 2019, the UK electricity utility National Grid released a report supporting the growth of electric vehicles, which we've linked to in our show notes. But cars aren't the only polluters on the road. In 2020, HGVs were responsible for over a third of all road user emissions. But the technology for carbon-neutral HGVs doesn't really exist yet. And no one is exactly sure what that technology will even be. So there are three really competing technologies. One, but all of them potentially will end up with an electric drivetrain. And then the question is, how do you get the real big store of energy to that drivetrain? Do you have a really big battery? Do you have a hydrogen uh, in some form providing the, the you know, fuel cell? Or do you have some kind of connection for the vehicle with uh, electric power outside? So imagine a tram line with, with a pantograph above and, and the power going into the lorry. National Highways will present a report to the government this year detailing the current trials for electric HGVs around the world and recommending where funding for UK trials should go. Then, by 2028, National Highways will release an investment plan for their preferred method of HGV charging so they can meet the Department for Transport's goal of phasing out non-zero emissions for trucks from 2040. 
Planning 30 years into an uncertain future requires the ability to be adaptable, and David leads a programme known as Future Ready. So if you think about a, a, you know, a, a road or a railway, typically design life we, 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 that we are asked to design for is 120 years. So if, if, if we just design to code, we know that we will get designs and buildings that have some consideration of the future, but absolutely will not cover all of the trends that, that, that we will expect. And so that was exactly the same for the, for, for the net zero plan as well. So as part of the modeling, as part of our forward look to the plan, some of those key trends that were concerning, of course, the electricity grid will decarbonize. By the mid-2020s in the UK, it will probably be cheaper to buy an electric vehicle rather than a petrol or a diesel vehicle. And so, you know, if you take all of those sort of future trends together, that informs the plan that, that then says, OK, so this is what national highways, that's going to be your world to the future. What more does national highways need to be doing or how can it take advantage to accelerate that future so that, of course, it responds and, 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 and as a company, it's ready for some really great innovation on materials, but also as a very customer focused organization, how do they get ready, for example, for the enormous increase in demand for electric vehicle charging or for motorway service areas? How does it how do they get ready for a future in the mid 2030s when most trucks will either be battery or they'll be electric or even they might be running on catenary networks or scale electric tracks in the road? We don't know exactly what that future is likely to be, but you can start planning for that now. And so you can design schemes that are flexible and are ready for that future. WSP has used its Future Ready programme to inform their designs on other projects. There are examples where that is applied. We've, 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 we've actually just installed a, a, a modular series so of modular bridges on, on, on HS2, where all of those materials were manufactured off-site, they were craned in. And then, and then assembled together. We've taken some flexible approaches down on some of the rail networks down on the south coast as well. And, and the whole focus of this is, is, is really about, well, from a highways perspective, designing schemes that, 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 that as you want to change them, you can change them around, call it in a plug and play kind of way, w without having huge waste with, with, with limited impact on on road users so i think we'll see this sort of kit of parts plug and play permanently temporary these are phrases that we will see more and more in engineering and from a wsp perspective they're absolutely part of our sort of modern methods of construction thinking one approach that steve elderkin thinks could make a big difference on national highways carbon emissions is called Digital roads. Again, this is an area in which WSP is assisting national highways. Digital roads is a catch-all for lots of different implementations of digital technology on the strategic road network. It could mean the processes that are used to design roads and having a digital twin and digital rehearsals and you know, that can help with carbon because, you know, for instance, uh, that, that might reduce wastage, it might make the design uh, right first time. More often, you can see how that kind of efficiency and, and, and leanness would, would help on, on carbon. 
But further in the future, digital roads could also be used on the network's operation. So a, a kind of a question is, could digital allow us to use a given amount of road surface more efficiently? You know, I'll, get, I'll give you an example. We've recently been trialling platooning of lorries through connected and autonomous vehicles. That, you know, you know further work is required, but potentially platooning or connected vehicles could move closer together. And, and that would allow you to get more journeys on a given amount of, of road surface. If we can do that, then that reduces the amount of new construction and additional lane capacity that we need to build. To start achieving the net zero goals, implementation is already well underway, particularly with some of the more straightforward parts of the plan. The programme to start retrofitting the, the, the LEDs, that, that, you know, across the network. I mean, it sounds, maybe it's, maybe it, it sounds simple, but I mean, actually, it's still a pretty big programme. I think also, realistically, probably also the programme to, 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 to gradually move all of the traffic officer fleet over to electric vehicles. It's not that difficult to do. Um, traffic officer vehicles, that they have certain unique characteristics. They have to be able to tow and things like that. So it's not quite as simple as that, but technology will move. That is in the scale of things, a, a slightly easier approach to take. But starting implementation doesn't just mean doing the easy stuff. Others, and I'll come back to material innovation across the network, are enormously complicated and challenging. That doesn't mean that national highways shouldn't absolutely get after it, but it just requires a huge amount of collaboration within national highways and also with, with, with partners and innovators as well. And national highways has already begun engaging with their suppliers and partners to help understand the development of decarbonising key construction materials. We're going to publish more detailed route maps for key materials by the end of this year. And that will be from a, a deeper engagement with, with uh, suppliers and our partners. But, you know, we've, we've kind of cross-checked it. Looks, looks achievable, but really stretching. The area under the curve matters. So it's not just about getting to zero in 2050. So if you can get there sooner, that's important. And Steve is already seeing promising signs of innovation when it comes to decarbonising construction and maintenance on the road network. Actually, there's really big gains to be made in terms of carbon efficiency or, or reducing carbon emissions through quality and through right first time and avoiding waste. And I've got an example recently where uh, our partners in the supply chain identified uh, a detail in one of our standards. It specified a particular kind of concrete mix. If we could permit them to use a different kind of concrete mix that achieved the same design standard, it would allow them to reduce the cement by a third. And that's without any change to the, the user experience. Having carbon neutral or net zero goals is all well and good but only means something when actually accompanied with serious action. I think the two things that I've learned, first of all, is set a bold target, because a bold, ambitious target does drive action. I've seen that, you see that with National Highways, and I absolutely also see that within WSP as well. 
And then the second thing I would also say is have as much focus on how will you implement the plan as on what are your targets within the plan? Because what is really important, but how do you actually implement it on day two and keep the focus and keep the momentum up is as important as what you are saying you are going to do. I mean, I think one thing that worked incredibly well at National Highways is we had some really passionate and committed uh, people at exec level. That sort of championing of the importance of this agenda, that visible leadership helped to uh, create an environment where it was uh, possible to make the ambitious commitments uh, and, and develop the plan and make the com commitments to the, the, the actions that we've, that we've talked about. Beyond their work with National Highways, David and WSP have made their own carbon commitments for all projects they work on. So the commitment that we've made to halve the carbon of our advice and our designs is that there is us and there is one other who has made a, that commitment in, in our sector. So we're, we're really proud of that. And what that means is this covers the carbon that we are responsible for on the projects that we are commissioned for. It's a bold commitment. And in terms of implementing it, that is now standing up for us. Really big innovation programs. We're testing about 150 different low carbon materials to, to, to see, do they stack up? Where, where do they stack up? We're giving our people the skills. We're giving our people the tools and we're challenging them to be at the heart of it. And that might even mean turning work down at the moment, we will absolutely turn down work where we have clients who say, do you know what, we're not that serious about it, we're wanting to pay lip service. But do you know what, the whole economy has to decarbonise. There is no merit whatsoever in just, you know, writing off whole sections of, 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 of the economy because we love to hate them. The reality is, is if you think about roads, if you think about aviation, if you think about how we all get around, there is no net zero without net zero roads, without net zero aviation. And that is the reality. So let's get on the bus and work with clients who are really serious about it. And together we will deliver that net zero economy. Engineering Matters is a production of Reby Media. This episode was written and produced by Johnny Dowling, hosted by me, Alex Conacher, Co-hosted by Jane Sophia, sound engineering by Ross McPherson, series supervision by John Young, and our own calculated emissions solution is Rory Harris. Special thanks to our episode partner WSP and also to National Highways. And thank you for listening. You can find Engineering Matters on all podcast apps, on our website, engineeringmatters.reby.media, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn.